Hello, everyone, and welcome to One to One. I'm Amelia, Archinex Managing Editor, and this week we're breaking a bit from our normal interviews to do a special end-of-the-year season finale. So you've definitely already seen them floating around. Fluff pieces asking who will win the 2017 Pritzker Prize. Lists like these are fun to write and fun to argue about, and it's even more fun when you end up actually picking the right horse. But that's pretty unlikely, and it's hard to really deviate from the regular list of heavy hitters that get put up every year. So we're going to take a different approach, one that is totally new to me, and I'd guess also new to the world of architecture prize betting. I went to a psychic in LA's Echo Park neighborhood and asked her two questions. What are going to be the major concerns for architecture in 2017, and who's going to win the Pritzker? She gave me a tarot card reading that answered both of those questions with, to my ears, surprising specificity. On this episode, I break down her response. I should say, too, that she claimed to have no knowledge of the world of architecture practice. And full disclosure, I had never done any kind of psychic reading before and frankly had zero expectations, but tried to go in with an open mind. In the interest of not overinterpreting the interpreter, I'm just going to lay out the whole process here as best I can and stack her statements against trends we've seen over 2016. Before we get to the reading, some basic tarot info first. The psychic used two decks of cards, a Rider-Waite-Smith deck and an Oracle deck. She also used runestones. After I told her the questions I wanted answered, the reading began. She had me shuffle the cards and break them into three separate piles. I then drew a card from each pile to define the significator, the conflict, and then the resolution for the reading. Everything got teased out from there. The first card that we pulled as like the significator and then the one that fell out, I feel like those are kind of in tune with each other. This one first starting the three of swords, you know, like what are the major concerns in 2017 for architecture? So I think that starts off by this card generally means something that like a blow to an ego. It's something that needs to be healed, something that has been hurt or needs time to like recoup. I took this to mean, in 2017, the Starkitect era is going to implode, and there's going to be a strong refusal of all things Starkitect. They'll then take that time to lick their wounds and refresh their outlook. Or a a period of major reconstruction, a period of there needs to be big, big changes in order to get over something that did not serve maybe this specific company or just in general with the field. Starkitect obsession not serving the field? Sounds about right. She then points to the world card, which features a naked woman holding two batons surrounded by a wreath, with a man, an eagle, a lion, and a bull in each of the four corners. There's the Roman numeral 11 at the top. And then when I pulled the world, when that just popped out, that is indicating major, major, major reconstruction and change. Something that's unconventional. Pritzker-wise, it's hard to know what this would suggest. Maybe someone from a less awarded part of the world, or whose work is stretching the idea of what an architect is. In terms of architecture in 2017, unconventional is hard to reconcile given the field seems to have been shifting so much in the prior few years. She then refers to the Oracle card, which said boundaries on it. That reinforced the push against convention, apparently. It's funny that you get boundaries, right? (laughs) That just means, I think, using people within the company that are not, or people that are going to be rising up when you ask the question who, are less conventional. We then pivoted to the runestone that had been placed among all the cards, with what looked like a lowercase f on it. 
this rune is also, it's called, you know, like F as in, it looks like an antenna. So this rune is really all about communication. So, I mean, I really see that as like a physical, the way that architecture is communicating with the public. Maybe the structures are like sending off, giving off different vibes or they're, it's more opening or it's, I just see like big changes in how like architecture is like communicating with the general public. Hmm. This podcast is for an online architecture publication and website. You have my attention. Is architecture media in 2017 going to also completely implode? I think interacting like the physical facade. Oh, well, that was more specific than I would have thought. Interactive facades are, of course, an exciting prospect and already being explored with gesture technologies and modular systems. Maybe this would also mean that the Pritzker winner will have some experience in this field? This is a big... 2017 is going to be a big, big hustle. And a lot of people, like a lot of movement, a lot of change, like I said. It's also... This card is interesting when it's upside down. We're also talking about like astraling, like astral projection. So that means like dreams that are coming into fruition of people's ideas. And this is what I was talking about, the communicating with people, like the facades are changing. Sounds like someone who might have some wacky speculative work who also lines up with this 2017 emergence of interactivity will be considered Pritzker material. Strength is also within that card paired with it. So this is talking about perseverance. So maybe someone who's been at this for a while, who's shown themselves to be persistent and unconventional, The psychic then switched over to the more negative and confrontational aspects of what's to come in 2017. And then we go to Queen of Swords. Queen of Swords is the conflict. Knight of Wands is the conflict too. The Three of Cups is the conflict. These cards are all in reverse. So I think the major kind of negative stuff is communication, not in this sense, but there's going to be a lot of hustle. So um, there might be a lot of like actual communication problems within realms of architecture. I do see this, the Knight of Wands reverse. So a lot of impulsive talk, a lot of people butting heads over their passionate ideas because Wands rules the element of fire, which is passion. Knight is movement. It's facing towards the future. There's a lot of people really, really moving forward. So that means it's just people kind of like bumping heads. That's kind of a good thing, too, is people wanting to change and, like, make it a more exciting thing. This made me think that whoever wins is going to piss off a bunch of people, and it's going to lead to a massive fracturing of the discourse before it can ultimately heal for the better. Or perhaps that just applies to everything after November's election. The Queen of Swords card reinforced that, as she explains. Three of Cups, really the same energy that when this is reversed. You know, a lot of, you know, Three of Cups... When it's not reversed, a lot of people are in harmony and, you know, like they're, they look like they're partying and (laughs) having a good time. So kind of like opposition. So I think just communication might be an issue, like by bumping heads. A lot of strong, strong ideas. Queen of Swords represents, she's got a sharp tongue. She then switched gears to focus directly on the question of who, who will win the Pritzker. I was still trying to think of someone unconventional with wacky speculative ideas, who's nonetheless been around for some time and contributed to the idea of interactivity. In the moment, I was coming up dry. And then we're talking about who. Who is going to win, right? I see female energy. Oh, wow. Well, that narrows things down. I pulled cups. I pulled cups again. And then I also pulled two of wands. I see it being between two people at the end, being very close to two people. And I see it being like maybe one's a female, one's a male. 
And I mean, I pulled two cups, so it's just showing like a lot of female energy. Okay. So she doesn't know that the Pritzker doesn't work with a shortlist, but I took this to mean that the winner will be a male-female partnership of some kind. Dolores Cofidio and Renfro, Todd Williams, Billy Chen, Unstudio. It seems super unlikely that the Pritzker would suddenly overturn its policy to not revisit prior jury decisions and award Denise Scott Brown in partnership with Venturi's Pritzker. But taking into account the other elements of interactivity and speculative work, DSNR seems like it's coming through strong on the astral plane. She then went back to the bigger question. The sun, this is like kind of the answer of like, what are the major concerns in 2017 for architecture? I kind of like pose that question as, or the answer as the sun being this, whenever the sun like is pulled, for me, it's always yes. Whenever the moon is pulled, it's like, no. So the sun being yes, is that like, again, like I'm just reiterating that this being a very pivotal year. So this sounds like the big upsets that will happen in 2017 won't end in tragedy, at least. The sun brings a lot of like childlike, playful energy. So this is a very creative time. This is like stuff that's being invented, stuff that is coming out of a bad period in architecture. Yes, bring it on. Creative renaissance. If this follows through with the notions of connectivity via communication and interactivity overall, we could see an increased adoption of new technologies in architecture as well. I pulled this as well, the Six of Swords. This is leaving a situation that no longer serves maybe architecture. So leaving old ideas. Notice that this woman and her child don't have baggage with them. So you're, they're leaving their baggage, like the bad things behind. So we'll have to burn some things down and never look back, but we'll ultimately move in a better direction. Sounds like a relatively optimistic outlook on the transition from the toxic garbage fire that was 2016 into 2017. And with that, it was over. I thanked her for the session and left. My money's on Dillers Cafidio and Renfro, and I'll choose to be cautiously optimistic about that creative renaissance. That marks the end of our season finale for One to One. Thanks so much for listening. One to One will be going on indefinite hiatus in 2017. But in the meantime, we'd love to hear your thoughts for how to improve our interviews and podcasts, or any alternative interpretations of our psychic reading. You can also send us interviewee suggestions. Be in touch through connect at arcanext.com. And of course, you can always reach us on Twitter at Arc Sessions. A big, big thank you to Danilo Voinov, who edits the podcast, and to Matt Skillings for composing our music. Myself and Paul Petrunia are the producers of One to One. Happy holidays and happy new year to everyone.